I was surfing the net, minding my business When I got this fabulous urgent flash Bam, alakazam, now I've got the daily purge I was chilling at home, I was drinking some vodka Then he got this pink colored urge Oh my, I've been Shanghai, now I'm on the daily purge Two gays that hang in Chi-Town, spinning their tails for you And you know you want more cause you gotta have more We will make a your laugh, we will make a your roar with, with the, the shit, with the shit, with the shit You got some stories and songs, we'll tell you our business You'll get one hell of a power surge Flash, bam, alakazam, this is the daily purge Welcome to the Daily Purge for, let's say, Thursday, January 8th, 2015. Ooh. Happy New Year. My <laughs> ooh, na- ooh, 15. Right. My, uh, my name is John Haas, and with me, of course, is my dear friend, Rob Lindley. Hello, Johnny. Hi. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. We're, we're a week in. Um, we are a week in. It's cold. It's cold as balls. <laughs> it's so cold in Chicago right now, folks. But, okay, but is it, last year when that vortex thing hit, it was like, they're like the days before, they were like, don't go outside. And I feel like it is cold, but it's it's not quite as cold as it was last year, right? No, I don't think it's like polar vortex, but I do think, I mean, they did I mean, school, school has been closed, yeah. but, but not at Northwestern. No. <laughs> but like last year, that was unprecedented. Like, yeah. It was something like the first time in... 50 years or something, wasn't it? It was the first time in the university's history that they did two days in a row. Interesting. So, I mean, that was last year. But we had snow on top of it, on top of the thing. And we yeah. do have snow now, but the, the extreme cold was by itself for a while. So yeah, we were just like, well, pack dress warm, folks. <laughs> well, that's what it is. I'm, I've been kind of that way. In fact, yesterday I had uh, an appointment with... Uh, someone I was giving a coaching to that, you know, they live like one L stop away, which I think an L stop, they're usually like one a mile. Yeah. And so it's one of those things like, well, do I go and I wait for the train to take it for one stop or should I just walk? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ah, I'm a hearty Midwestern boy. <laughs> I can, I'm just going to bundle up sensibly. Yeah. And uh, walk, and it wasn't until like the last two blocks of the walk that I was like, "Ooh, maybe this wasn't a good idea," because <laughs> I had just like a little stripe of my face was showing. Yeah, I had the I had the scarf up over the nose and mouth, mm-hmm. but it was like the top of my little uh, my little cheeks were showing, and it was right there that I and I didn't have on long johns, so like wow. my legs were cold with just jeans on. Yeah. 
but uh, it was still fine. You know, it's like, I wasn't going to die. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, like it's always the, you know, the kids that were in the warm climates for the break or the kids that, you know, yeah. are from Florida or California right. or something like that, that usually have the hardest time. I mean, for us, I mean, it's been cold and, you know, well, yeah. we, we, our blood has thickened. It's what you do. Although I will say with every winter, I understand why folks from around where we live end up buying homes in Texas and Arizona. It's, you know, totally. I never used to be that way, though. I used to think like, oh, suck it up, people. But now I'm just kind of yeah. like, well, I get it. My parents go, my parents now go to Texas every winter and they do it. They started doing it because my dad would go down and help with some mission work down there. But now they have this whole community of like all the people that went to the same small high school that my dad did in Southern Iowa. They all go to the same, I think it's like a glorified trailer park in Texas. And they, and they all, you know, hang out and play golf together and enjoy Texas. Well, all right. Yeah, well this you know this year I'm like barely working. So my dad was like you should come down to Texas for a while. And I was like okay, maybe. Yeah, we'll put that in the book we'll, of we'll, things. We'll put that in the old think tank. Yeah. You know. <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So, you know, we'll 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 see if I make it down to Texas or not, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, by trip home, I will say, just to follow up about the little plane right? that we talked about before, I did uh, end up taking that uh, the little plane both ways. It was full both ways. Shock. Mm-hmm. I was completely shocked, but I realized that it probably services, like, all of North Iowa, so. Right. And I didn't know anybody. But let me tell you something, kids. That was not for the weak-willed, or that was not for... Yeah. That was not for people that are, are uncomfortable flyers. Right. You would need to be pretty down with it and perhaps never watched La Bamba, Sweet Dreams, <laughs> or the Buddy Holly story. Or John Denver's biography. He uh, didn't die in a plane crash, he did he? He certainly did. Yes, he did. Rocky Mountain High crash. Oh, you know what? I For a minute, I was thinking about Sonny Bono. Because oh, no. he died skiing in yeah. Colorado. Yeah, he did. He died Close. skiing. Close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you could see the windows on it were huge. So it wasn't like those little circle windows uh-huh. and you could see out the front. And so it's just like, Oh such- sure. Cause there's not really a cockpit. It's kind of one big open thing. Then, yeah. It right? was like a cab, right? So eight seats total, single engine Cessna. Um, so it was kind of funny. I mean, I am so glad that I had flown with my dad before. So I knew right. what everything was and what it looked like. Cause that would have been uh-huh. an intimidating situation. Here's what though. First of all, you t- you spend zero time on the runway. Once they decide they're going to take off, it's like two seconds. Then you're just like straight up. Right. So that's one big change from flying a jet. And then secondly, um, you know, it, it's it's a little bit more turbulent for sure. I mean, because you can see it go side to side, side to side with the with the wings when you're looking out the front. Right. But these two pilots, it was so funny because I saw them turn on autopilot. Uh-huh. Now, I know that in those big jets, I don't even know if they touch the sticks anymore, honestly. I think they probably just push <laughs> buttons for everything. Sounds a little bit like my dating life. Listen. Zingo! <laughs> well, they were pushing buttons. Anyway, um, so they uh, so they get to like cruising altitude, turn on autopilot. I saw them do it, but the sweet 18-year-old that was sitting next to me was white-knuckling this entire experience. Oh. And... Um, 
Then they got up there, turned on autopilot, and start, you know, futzing with their iPads. Oh, God. And so, and then they'd, like, do, like, the big yawn stretch, put their arms over their heads. Yeah. Like, nobody, like, I knew you were on autopilot because I've seen that happen before, but, like... Was it, like, on airplane? Did a big, like, inflatable guy named Autopilot come out? There might as well have been. Oh, I love it. I know. Well, see, I, I, I don't know how comfortable I would be with that because, like, in cabs, even if they have a hands-free device, if I hear them talking on the phone, yeah, you're just like I get, I get real antsy. I get a little bit like, <laughs> you need to pay attention. Ten and two. I don't care if you're Bluetooth, Bluetooth in it. I need full focus on the road, folks. <laughs> well, they're such crazy drivers, anyway. I mean. Let's yeah. be honest. So it was it was very much an experience. It was very much an experience. But you would do it again. Well, yeah, because that hour and a half in the plane, yeah. it was nothing. I mean, you blink an eye and you're there. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that part was great. The 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 and I would like I said, I was fine for the most part. I will say that when we were descending and landing, mm-hmm. I mean, seeing the runway out the front window and you coming at it. Sure. Like shooting down and then they just kind of curve up to land right that's a little intimidating all right that's a little bit much so i'll probably if when i do that again close my eyes during that part (laughs) (laughs) i I did a a good job yeah yeah it was nice um uh, christmas was lovely and um then we just i turned right around i wasn't feeling well the entire time you know, it was that Christmas for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, just people, the full-on stories that I've been like, you know, Christmas was okay, I was laid out flat. Or, like, I felt bad because I was home, but I had the flu the whole damn time. Yeah, that's exactly right. My deal was, and I've been like, Mr. I'm doing great. Uh, I don't get colds very often. Mm-hmm. And I was home, and everyone in my family was just getting over this flu that kind of laid people out. Yeah. And I was fine. And everyone's telling me about it, and uh, like my mom and my sister both kind of apologizing to me that they hadn't done more cookie baking or, you know, just very like typical Midwestern wasp guilt of like, oh, I wished I would have had time to get this, this, and this done. Like shit that no one needs done. Exactly. Like my mom was apologizing to me that we didn't have our traditional stocking stuff. Yeah. And my dad's like, she made me drive to four stores for Cracker Jacks for you kids. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 41 years old. I'm not going to be upset if there's no Cracker Jack boxes in my effing stocking. But my mom has it in her head that it's not Christmas unless our stockings have the exact same food as always. I'm like, well, here's the deal. <laughs> you can't jacks. find snacks from the 1920s. You know, it's like... <laughs> Cracker Jack and the P.T. Barnum brand of animal crackers aren't readily ab- available like they were in 1978 that's when you started this true. tradition. Oh, that's um, hilarious. Anyway, so my mom was like all in there like, you know, I just had this flu and it knocked me out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I haven't been sick at all. So I fly back on the Saturday after uh, the Saturday after Christmas and um kind of fine and uh gosh I feel like something was going on that Saturday when I got back so because I kind of felt like oh gosh I can't remember even what it was but I felt like I landed dropped my stuff off and immediately went to like go meet somebody Mm -hmm. 
oh, a, a friend of mine from New York was in town. That's what it was. So I go meet up with him. Uh, we go out. We're not crazy or anything. Um, and I come home, and the next morning, I'm, uh, I have to work. I work at Hazel. I do the whole retail thing. And while I'm working, I'm like, oh, gosh, my stomach does not feel right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I'm just a little hungover. But again, I don't, I don't get hungover really either. Like I don't get colds and I may feel a little tired, but like typical hangover, not so much with me. Mm. Like alcohol is a little bit like water for me. I wish that was my case. I know. I it makes so me bad. a very expensive date though. I gotta say. <laughs> and, and you know this, John, but people yeah. who go out with me for the first time, I really have to say to them, please do not try to go drink for drink with me. It's not, it will not end It's well not a good you. idea no. for you. No. Or, you know, for anyone. <laughs> for and I've seen people do it. I've, listeners, especially when I meet listeners who are like, I want to take you out for a drink. And they're like, first round's on me. Okay, what do you, and then like, oh, your glass is empty. I'll get another round. I'm like, don't get another round every time my glass is empty. Yeah, that's not a smart move. First of all, if you're trying to get me drunk, you better be ready to be there all night. <laughs> Second of all, that's you're true. going to be pooping your pants and vomiting into your neighbor's purse. But anyway, so I go out with my friend, feel a little weird the next day at work, and then I come home, and it was like, clear the decks. Something was wrong, and I was like, sick all that evening and then the next day was just laid out like could it have that achy couldn't get out of bed kind of flu it's not good not good and i i completely blame the iowa missouri contingent for giving me their bible belt germs yeah (laughs) whatever it was it was funny because i you know like i said i wasn't right the whole time you know it took me a while to get back on the horse and i was telling one of my one of my uh, colleagues uh, at work, um, I said, I was just laying out. She, she just said, oh, how was your Christmas? And I just kind of, because I wasn't feeling well, I just kind of laid it all out. And she just took a pause and she says, well, Mrs. Kennedy, other than, <laughs> other than, that. Other than that, I was the parade. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how, how it went. Because, yeah, I, I'm, like I said, this whole uh, last year and everything about it. And so it was just, uh, yeah. Yep, had to lay it out for the folks. Had to lay it out for the folks. Now, speaking of which, on the, la- on the last show, and I think the one before that, I made some allusions to like kind of going through a rough time in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, I, I wanna just kind of go ahead and cut to the chase and let the cat out of the bag. Because I've been getting really lovely responses from some of you listeners, which I really, really appreciate. But I realized that in my being vague... <laughs> I was probably alarming some people. Uh, so I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Um, due to um, unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> I'm going to go with. That sounds uh, like my husband decided at the end of the summer that he did not want to be married anymore. So uh, Doug and I split up. And uh, that ha- it happened very quickly and not by my own choosing and um i love i but what i want everyone to know is that i am fine and um i do love myself enough that i knew i would never beg somebody to love me back mm-hmm. and so when he said he was done and then he wasn't interested in trying anymore uh 
I of course had a couple moments of like, are you sure? Oh my God, what's happening? But really uh, looking him in the eyes and seeing that he was indeed done, Mm -hmm. uh, I had to kind of move on with some self-respect and say, I'm not going to beg you to love me. And if it's time for this to be over, then it's time for this to be over. And uh, so thanks to a gazillion amazing friends, John Haas being at the top of that list, I just kind of picked myself up, uh, found myself a new apartment, grabbed my cat (laughs) and a lot of my things. And uh, so I'm just kind of starting over right now. And uh, it's all good. And I want to thank all of you for reaching out to me. I'm not saying this now because I need you to reach out to me. Uh, I am doing great. I'm doing fine. But I do realize the nature of this podcast is a very personal one. And we share a lot of the details of our lives. And uh, so the cat is out of the bag. Um, And I will say this. The only thing I've had a really – one of the things that I've had a tough time with, and we talked about this when we did kind of the gay wedding episode not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, that I became kind of an unknowing uh, poster boy for marriage equality and for gay marriage. And I didn't, that was nothing, that was not a thing I'd set out for. I did not set out for my relationship to be an example. Mm -hmm. And I have felt a lot of responsibility since then. uh, And I feel, I do feel some, a little bit of shame and a little bit of accountability about it not working out because I really thought, uh, but then I realized that that's silly and that, and I just got to live my life and I got to do what's best for me. And in this case, I really had to, uh, honor what someone I really care about wanted. And, uh, he wanted out and I love, like I said, I love myself way (laughs) too much to sit around and be like, Oh, but please love me back. Right. You know what? There's a big part of me. It's like, you don't like me back? Well, good luck then, boo-boo. Yeah. And I'm moving on. (laughs) So I want everyone to know that I'm fine. But it felt weird. It felt kind of weird these last couple episodes uh, being vague about it and not talking about it. So cat is out of the bag. (laughs) Uh, Rob is single again. Yeah, okay. Listen, and his new apartment is gorgeous. I just need to say that. Wow, it it is pretty good. So, New Year's Eve, 
Yes. New Year's Eve. Uh, time. We had a time New Year's Eve. We had a, uh, we went to the WBEZ, um, I don't know what they called it, but it was basically the New Year's Eve party. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was, I think it was kind of under like a listener party for them. Yeah. Because there was no that. aspect of it that was like uh, recorded or streamed no. that I know of. But. No, no. But they had a, uh, you know, they had, you know, those of you familiar with the moth storytelling, they had that going on in one of the theaters. It was at a theater and Rob just sang his face off. Oh, thanks. I do. I like the one thing about that that night um, that we'll stick with is the the performances that were by my friends that I got to hear. And it was so it was great. Fu- it was fun to like, yeah. They were kind of wanting us to do like a 1920s jazz uh, theme, but with a little uh, updated vibe. So we did we did some modern songs with a jazz twist, and we did some jazz songs with modern arrangements, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part was fun. Yeah, that part was. I got I got a really great profile pick out of it. That's you what, got that's a great profile pick out right? of it. Right? I kind of looked at it. I was like, okay, I would date me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, frankly, that's the next person I'm going to have a love affair with. <laughs> well, good. I mean, the sex is great between me and me. <laughs> it's so good. I know just what I want. Well, listen, that's yeah. a. <laughs> Don't go changing. That's what I'm I not say. gonna. <laughs> that's right. That's well, that's exactly what got right. me into this mess is my <laughs> inability to change. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's okay. Oh. Good old take me or leave me. <laughs> oh, you're leaving? Okay. <laughs> like okay. I'm I'm not gonna be shitty and joke about it. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I will say that it was it was. I'm really glad I got to spend that night with my, my friends and you yeah. and, and and all of the the people that were there. I'm I'm glad to ring out this new year in that way yeah yeah so i the first week of school back i'm teaching a class on sondheim this uh this quarter which super exciting totally digging um but because of it i have been so immersed in that world i mean the past few nights i'm just re-watching like company and little (sighs) night music and sunday in the park with george like all of these things over and over again so i've been digging in um, so, uh, I, I trust that most of you out there have seen Into the Woods, and so we, we've we talked, uh, Rob and I are out for drinks with different people, I've talked about it uh, yes. for a long time, but we can throw that topic out there. Yes. Um, you know, we were, we were talking, and I think Rob brought up the best point, uh, I think, of, of, uh, of that, is that they've sucked the humor out of it, <laughs> and, and I think that that is very They apt. did. That was the only thing I didn't like about it. I thought it was so beautifully done, and as, as good of a adaptation of a muse- movie musical as we could hope for, mm-hmm. but to me, part of the magic of Into the Woods, and specifically, you know, the original cast uh, recording that you can watch on DVD, yeah, uh, is that there is it's peppered with so much broad acting and comedy, which then makes the quote unquote adult themes uh, kind of kind of uh, resonate more. Yeah. And this one was just so sepia toned and dark and serious from the beginning that I don't know that things landed on me the way I wanted them to. Now that may mean they didn't land on me the way I'm accustomed to. Cause you know, it's a, it's a piece that I, I know that original, uh, like the back of my hand and I've seen it, you know, now live 
I guess at least three times I've seen it yeah. done in live theaters with uh-huh. varying degrees of success. Right. But uh, I just there was that was the thing that i thought was lacking yeah, and i think that that's that's the best criticism of it i think that that's it's really hitting the nail on the head um you know we talked a lot about it. the one like the a few things that i can point out that i loved so much about it was the audio mixing and the fact that i could hear every word that yeah. was, uh, the 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 lyrics really popped for me which i loved um i loved emily blunt for me she made it uh, i loved she's lovely she was just lovely and she's kind of a quint well joanna gleason is always going to be the baker's wife to me but i just totally. thought this was a lovely quintessential like a baker's wife is an acting role mm-hmm. and she acted the crap out of it you have to be a really strong woman to play that yeah and she also sang it beautifully i thought it's so too great. And yeah she, and i think that what was interesting about that and I think that's just right, is because of, you know, the subtlety of film acting as opposed to stage acting. I think there were moments, of, certainly in Meryl's performance, when she talked, when she was, you know, uh, when she was in her interactions with Rapunzel that were so incredibly motherly that she could do those small yeah. facial uh, reactions that were so successful, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, good. I, I liked it a lot. Didn't love it. That's kind of the, the standard review. Absolutely. But I really, I'll go back to what John said. I think one of the things that you're going to get from that movie that you just, it, it would be difficult to ever get it in a live theater is the clarity of the words mm-hmm. and the way it was mixed so that the person who was the m- most important was not only. Because a theater, you're going to see all three people singing at once. And that's very Sondheim to have kind of that fugue motif, you know, where there's sure. three people. Absolutely. And Rob Marshall did a really great job along with the music supervisors and the editors to make sure that the camera was focused on the part of the fugue you needed to hear for plot points and for emotional intensity. And that volume on whoever you saw was goosed up just ever so slightly and that it sounds so technical but it made for some really really clear storytelling which i think especially if you see an amateur production of this show uh that can sometimes just get muddy Mm -hmm. and that's when sondheim can sometimes feel like a wall of sound and words and syllables coming at you and not necessarily something that you can follow a clear narrative of and i thought they did a, an amazing job with all of that. I agree with all of that. I think that that's 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 one of the real gifts of that. You won't get that on stage because you're always going to have a singer that's a little louder or whatever it may be, and it, it's impossible to mix it as as you can on the fly. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's that's just really really great. I, a great example of that. I just watched the New York. Uh, it was a New York product. Wasn't the original, but the New York production. New York opera production of Little Night Music. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly the problem because I was just like, I can't hear the quintet at all. Right. <laughs> because it was just this wall of sound. Yeah. So, but it, it was been, uh, it was a lot of fun getting to see that on the screen. Yeah. Um, besides the fact that, um, you know, Johnny Depp was a garbage can. But other than that, like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. I just didn't. Right. There's no, no need for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm trying to think, uh, and then Rob and I saw Birdman, um, which, we did. Yeah. And this is the most, um, this is the most movies I've seen in years. Oh, we got a long way together. to go. We're, we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it 
so that you and I are so primed for award seasons. I can't wait. Yeah, I haven't like I haven't invested. We found out that the Evanston Theater does like a cheap night, so we need to figure out cheap night. <laughs> we are officially half of the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Miami. what's next for us? Early bird specials? I'm not afraid of you, early bird I'm not special. afraid either. Jesus Christ, I love me a simple, give me some gray meat and mashed potatoes. <laughs> give me some of the yellow. Bottom, bottomless cup of coffee if you're there it. before five. I'm not, like, I, went, I eat at the Golden Corral with my grandparents in Colorado. Yes, you did. I, I do, and I did. And listen... Yep. That the, uh, cotton candy machine, the, oh, yeah. the chocolate wonderfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, well, they, you know, I went out to Ikea the other day, and usually when I go to Ikea, I, I'm all about the Swedish meatballs at Ikea. Yeah. But as we were pulling in, we drove past a Sweet Tomatoes. Have you ever been to one of those? No. Okay, they have them... They had them in Sarasota when I was down in Florida doing theater. And I was with my friend Christine, who was in Florida with me. And we were obsessed with sweet tomatoes. Now, in some places, they're called Soup Plantation. Oh. oh. It's a salad bar restaurant. And it is for old people. It is not (laughs) for me. (laughs) But we, sure, we had our yummy salad bar, and then there's lots of soups, and then there's a soft serve machine, and warm brownie muffins come out. (laughs) Like, it was... But they don't have, like, the full spread, like, for, um... Like they don't have like the full golden corral spread, like with not No, there's not like a carving station or anything like that. Um, Yeah, but it's, uh... It's good. It's good. Yeah, I mean... Once in a while, those those hit the spot for sure. I don't mind an early bird special. I tell you what, though, I tell you what, I'm getting real good at is naps. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> I got this new couch. So the new couch was delivered the day before I left, uh, right. for, um, and I love it. And how it's, are you enjoying it? It's huge. Yeah. Um, and, and my old crap couch, I couldn't lay down on it ever, so napping, you know, didn't really right. happen as much. The minute I lay down on this thing, it's like lights out. I love that. So I get home, lay down on this couch. Of course, it's been so cold, and my drafty old apartment is is so cold. And so I have like, (laughs) I can't even say this without laughing. I have like one of those heating pads. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the electric ones. Yeah. (laughs) For crabs. Oh, my God. Uh, I have one of those, and I just warm that baby up, lay down, get a comforter. And both the cats are both, like, intent on this heating pad, so they're diving under the cover. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Just, you know what? Just call it in. I mean, (laughs) really? I know. I got a cervical pillow from my dad for Christmas. A what? The cervical pillow. He's a chiropractor. So, like... He, uh, it's like this pillow that has like the, the middle cut out of it. Okay. So your head rests in it and it supports your neck. Nice. He thinks that'll help. Okay. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> so I can, I'm getting used to that. So, yeah. Yeah. I have all kinds of old person things to do. I'm just having tea right now. Oh, so. I'm drinking chilled white wine with my Triscuits. That's pretty old lady too, I guess. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yep. I, I uh I've been drinking a lot of ginger ale because of my stomach, so <laughs> Oh god. Yep. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Who Living wants large. to date me? Come on. Back I away fe- back away, fellas. 
Love it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It's uh, 2015 really shaping up. But this um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this new couch is really awesome, though. I love it. It has a chaise lounge on one side of it, and perfect. And this <clears throat> and then the delivery guys when they delivered it, that they I, they delivered the wrong side for the chaise, but I like it in the end. So I was okay. They're like, do you so want it's to? Th- it's on a different <clears throat> side than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was originally going to cover my fireplace because I thought it was a lot longer than it was. Uh-huh. But it's it's not that long and so it, it worked out really nice in the end and uh awesome. I'm thrilled with it. But now, you know, you get a new piece of furniture and then you're just like, "Oh, you look around and in my living room I think is all the wrong color and I'm ready to just start redoing it's a, everything." It becomes a quite the slippery slope, doesn't it? <laughs> it's becoming a thing. I'm looking yeah. around being like, "Oh, this all looks like shit now." Well, now I got to change this and then this and then this. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Did you watch the? Um, I meant to ask you. Did you watch the Kennedy Center honors? Oh, I sure did. Oh, I never miss them. I loved it this year. Yeah, I thought it was really nice, except the Sting one. I didn't care about that, but like, see, I liked the Sting one, except for Lady Gaga could like take a flying leap. I it didn't get good into until Esperanza Spalding came out, and I was like, yes, girl. Do it, and then I've that Bruno Mars could do no wrong in my book. That but, uh, voice, that voice is just—it's such a little cutie days. pie too. Just I know, but that adorable. Voice. Oh my gosh, I, just I like him. It. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, who else is I thinking of? That it's always fun because, like, it's funny what they always come up with for actors. Right, because the like, Tom Hanks thing was so fucking bananas. I know. I was just like, what the fuck did it have to do with anything? It, nothing. Uh, and his face the whole time, he was like, "What? Yeah, what is this? I mean, I'm clapping. I guess. Thank you. What? Like Yankee Doodle Dandy? What? And you know, like I love those three Broadway ladies, including my dear friend Jesse. But mm-hmm. I thought that that was Snoresville. Yeah. I and just, what was their blocking? Their weird, like, grapevine figure eight blocking <laughs> that they did. I was like, this is straight up gowns and frowns. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was just awful. And it was a stupid arrangement of a song that had nothing to do with him. That's true. That's I don't true. know. I did love the Al Green section. And I, and I, thought, oh, that, yeah. that, I thought that was great. I thought that was great, and I love some Christine Baranski when she introduced um, what's her name, the ballerina. Oh, the ballerina Patricia. What's her toes? Yeah, but yeah, and I I dug uh, I dug most of the Lily Tomlin thing. I thought was great. Yeah, and I loved that they actually let like Kate McKinnon and Jane Lynch do pieces, you know, sentences of uh, Lily's work, and I'm sorry. I know it's because I'm from Northern Iowa, which is almost Minnesota, but I love Garrison Keillor. He, he looked he looked a hot mess, but when he came out, I was like, oh, it's Garrison Keillor. I love him. <laughs> look like a hot mess. He looked like a hot mess. <laughs> I thought, I there, but for the grace of God, go I. Like, I <laughs> That's I, a cautionary like, tale. I could just end up being him. Just... <laughs> speaking in low hushed tones with a microphone way too close to my mouth and eating rhubarb pie for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It could happen. I don't think so. I mean, it could happen. I could be a gay Garrison Keillor. Oh, telling tickles, stories of my, tickles me. I, my, my childhood in Northern Iowa. <laughs> 
Oh, he just did, though. He did. I yeah. agree with that. Ah, oh, so funny. So funny. Well, all right. Folks? Folks? Good. So I hope everyone's having a uh, a good 2015 so far. We yeah, have- I want to know about people's uh, resolutions. I want people to oh, write on, on, the, on, on the purge... Facebook wall. Facebook wall. Let us know what your resolutions are. Yeah, I'd love to hear those. I have. I'm, I was trying to keep it simple this year. I was just like, drink more water. So good. That's a good one. Yeah, because you know, you know, you always say to that. And so far, I've been doing really well. Um, I was gonna do like a fitness one, but I just thought, eh, let's just do water because I. Water's know I a good one. Water's a good one. Making your bed's a good one, folks. Starting. Yeah, that's a good one. Starting your day with accomplishment. Yeah. Um, that's good. I always try to like you know make them doable, right? Exactly. You know, don't you know people that have all purchased P ninety X, God love you, but that good one, luck. That, good luck to you because that Godspeed. That, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be a hard one for me. You can do it. Yeah, I did. Um, do you know what Daily Burn is? Daily Burn. Sort of. Okay, it's on. They, I saw it because of a Hulu ad, honestly, because I was watching seventeen hours of The Good Wife. Sure you were. I was. Ugh. All New Year's Eve day and like New Year's Day back yeah. to back. I got caught up. I started at the beginning or near the beginning of season four and caught up all the way through this season six. <laughs> so, yep. That's right. it. That's what I did. Um, but Yeah. So Daily Burn has this. And I did. I, I got the free trial because they have this one that's called True Beginner. Right, and it's this really super cute trainer, who is just like a positive motivator, and then they have like three obese people that are working with him. Yeah, and it's like stuff that I <laughs> didn't really break a sweat, but I tell you <laughs> what, that felt good. Those stretches, so all good. Yeah, just a cute little, you know, That's something. Yeah, the cute little boy telling me that, um, you know, he's like, "You belong here. What yeah. you're doing is right." You know, I just. Oh. I just need a little, just, you know, at the end of the day, that's, uh, when you come home, you just need a little bit of that. Just a little bit of that. That's all you need. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love it. Yeah. So tell us your New Year's resolution, folks. For some reason, the last episode was downloaded by 1,500 people, so I don't know what that's all about, but welcome, all of you, if you've stuck around or you you were just waiting to hear our serial conversation. Either way. Either either, way. Either way. We're happy that you're here. And um, we will talk to you soon. Uh, Say goodnight, Rob. Goodnight, Rob. The Daily Purge is produced proudly in Chicago, Illinois. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedailypurge. Follow us on Twitter at thedailypurge. Stream all of our previous episodes and find additional content on soundcloud.com slash thedailypurge. If you would like to call us and leave us a voicemail that may be aired on the show, you may do so at 312-869-4227. All of this information and much more can be found on our website, thedailypurge.com. 